you know what? We decided we've gotten away from sports for a few episodes. It's time to jump back in it. Junior college, high school, junior high sports, right around the corner. I mean like days away. It being Saturday, August 6th right now. I know Mendota High School starts August 10th. Junior high, which in Mendota is Northbrook. I think the 26th, something like that. It's here. It's right here. That's just Mendota. I know every other community, high school, junior high that we pay attention to is the same. School starting now. Sports are getting underway. Registration, practices, Edge of Your Seat podcast is here. We are going to be very current coming into this season. I know we fell behind. Life happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you listen to Edge of Your Seat podcast, you've heard it all before. Well, this year, we're doing it different. We're sticking around. We're there, getting the interviews, convos, putting them out instantly, immediately, or as soon as possible, right after. Because that's what we do. We want to talk. We want to hear what the coaches, athletes, everybody's got to say and get it out to you as fast as possible. Man, I love Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And I'm your host, Brandon Lachance. Let's do the plugs right now. You can listen to this show. Don't know where you're listening to this one at, but... If you want a different option, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and the website, rss.com, backslash podcasts. That is with an S, it's plural, backslash edge of your seat podcast. Socials, Twitter, edge of your seat P, and Facebook, edge of your seat podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, you want to be a guest, know somebody that would be a good guest like something or don't like something that I or a guest said, have a different opinion, or you want to advertise with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, send an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, special shout out to Brian Cavelli, the mastermind behind the intro and outro beat for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And this show, like the rest of the episodes, is brought to you by Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. We're here, episode 231, with our guy, Edge of Your Seat podcast friend, Nate Stubler. LP grad, St. Ambrose, rolling some balls, playing some bowling, doing a little bit of everything when it comes to bowling. The guy just plain gets it done. We spoke in November, then we spoke again in May. So we combined those combos together, Right after he finished second in Nationals. He was on CBS Sports. I was watching. It was really cool. Finished second. But he was in it till the end. Till the very end. He was in it. And we talk about all this. So I don't want to dive in. Don't want to say anything more. Because Nate and I discussed this. But he was cool. Calm. The whole time. Even when he was starting to struggle. And and eventually lost. The man just stayed cool, calm. And like, hey, this is what I do. I'm bowling. You know what happens, happens. You got to respect that. Got to love it. Since then, so after we have spoken, Stubler, Stubes, Nate the Great, finished 10th at the PBA, Professional Bowling Association, Midwest Regional Open at the Illinois Valley Super Bowl, which he calls home. His dad and uncle, Bob and Jim Stubler, ran it for many, many years until they recently sold it, probably about two years ago, after Nate had already graduated high school. But that was his home. He was there probably more than he was actually at home. And I'm a witness to this. I was there. I seen it happen. Then he went on and won 
Memorial Day Classic, which was in Michigan, a 64-man bracket. Stubler says it was kind of like the NCAA bracket. He won $10,000. That's a champ right there, $10,000. And if you didn't know, when I said 2016 LP grad, he did win the IHSA State Championship in bowling his senior year. As part of a four-man team, Stubler went out to Vegas for the Open Championships and his foursome, the team, finished sixth out of 8,000 teams. That is insane. The man can bowl, and obviously, he's putting himself around some pretty accomplished bowlers if that's how they're finishing in a championship in Las Vegas. You don't go to Las Vegas if you're a joke. You're a real bowler. You're for real, for real. He finished out the college season named first team All-American and he was the runner up for player of the year or what I like to say bowler of the year. I still think they do player of the year, but let's come on, man. It's bowler of the year, but first team All-American and runner up. And this was the second time in a row. So consecutive seasons as being a first team All-American and runner up for player of the year. Always, always awesome to talk to him. Glad he could speak to us a couple times as we were, you know, working shows out and things like that. Schedules, we're both busy, busy guys, but we got it, we spoke, and now you get to hear. But before we do that, we got to talk about some things. We have been catching up from spring IHSA state tournaments. We're going to break down the baseball playoffs, give a quick overview of how our teams, the ones we love and pay attention to for every single episode, we're going to break that down. And right now, we're going to get to our newest member of the Edge of Your Seat podcast sponsoring family, Surf Internet. If you've been around Mendota, Amboy, Ottawa, Sterling, Rock Falls, you've seen the little flags in the yard or you've seen crews working on people's yards. They're putting in fiber optic internet. It's pretty crazy. Pretty cool. I'm really interested to see what this means, how this works, everything else. We spoke to representatives of Surf Internet, Jennifer Alvarez and Chris O'Haver on episode 228, and they broke it down. They told us all about their product, how they think it measures up to Xfinity, Mediacom, Frontier, so on, so on. Broke down all the options. It was really awesome to speak to them and kind of try to get to know or understand what this deal is, because nobody really knew. Not before I spoke to him, I had no idea. And hopefully some people heard the episode and are figuring out about surf internet and fiber optics. So we're going to go to the first ad from them. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast and becoming a member of our sponsorship family. Great news. Surf internet will soon be available in Mendota, Amboy, Ottawa, Sterling, surrounding areas. Surf's fast fiber optic internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. All packages have no contracts and free installation. You heard that right? Free installation. What are the packages you ask? 100 Mbps, AKA megabytes per second for $50 a month, which is fast for surfing, streaming, social media. Get your Facebook, your TikToks, your Twitters, your Instagrams, all that stuff. Look up Wikipedia, find out some info, 
super fast and for $50 a month. Next package, 500 Mbps, $70 a month, which allows better multiplayer gaming, multi-device streaming, and includes a free Eero whole home Wi-Fi router, making it faster, easier accessibility. Then the big mammoth package, one gigabyte for $85 a month for the heavy users, multiple devices upon multiple devices, the 4K video streaming, extreme gaming, virtual reality, and also includes that Wi-Fi router, the free Eero whole home. Some great packages and not that expensive, even in 2022 where it seems everything is expensive. And unlike cable, all surf plans have price lock for life, which means the price you pay today never changes. Surf Internet is taking pre-orders right now and expanding into more neighborhoods every single day. So visit surfinternet.com to check your address or call 844-955-SURF for details. Hold on, let's bring that back. 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Let's talk some baseball. No, not the Cubs, not the White Sox. Hopefully the White Sox can get something together and get in the playoffs. Cubs, I mean, they're holding tough. Not a good team, but playing better than I expected. Anyway, in May and June, we had the IHSA baseball playoffs. I know, that's May and June. We're in August, the beginning of August. But we haven't had a single season go by where we didn't discuss, break down how awesome our teams were in a postseason tournament. So, I know it's late, but it doesn't take away the fact from what these teams were able to do. So, the state tournament happened June 3rd and June 4th. Super sectionals were May 30th. Sectional finals were May 28th. And the regional championships were May 23rd. So we're gonna do this kind of different than we usually do. We'll start with a class. We're gonna start class 1A which, if you didn't know, is the smaller schools in Illinois. And baseball is broken up into four classes, 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A. So we'll start at 1A, and we'll start with the sectional finals, which is the Sweet 16. You make it to a sectional final, you're one of 16 teams left in the class. So, out of those 16 teams, we had three in 1A make it to sectional finals. Two of them happen to play each other, Marquette and Putnam County and I was actually there on the radio broadcasting on the radio WLPO 103.9 with my guy my friend and my mentor Jeremy Aiken the sectional title went to Marquette as they beat Putnam County four to one as I sit here and remember back thinking about what the difference of the game was it was mistakes Putnam County made a couple mistakes believe it was the third inning Marquette scored a couple runs Putnam County could not catch up. Great season for both. Obviously, Marquette advanced, and we will speak about that real soon. In the other sectional final, having one of our teams, Newman, Sterling Newman, defeated Warren 12-4. The second straight sectional championship for the comments out of Sterling, and their second ever. So they won the first one last year and doubled up the very next year. That's amazing. Shout out to the Comets coach, Kenny Corner. Awesome guy, awesome team, 
awesome program. He's doing everything the right way. In the super sectional, our two teams collide again. Marquette and Newman meet up. Marquette wins 12-1. Newman one game away from the state tournament. Marquette with the win, getting in the state tournament. Final four in the state semifinals on June 3rd. Marquette suffered its loss in the postseason. 2-1. Brown County advancing to the state championship. Marquette moving into the third place game where they were mad. They wanted to win that state championship super bad. But they got a third place win, 12-0 over Leroy. Congrats to all three teams that made the sectional finals. Marquette, Putnam County, and Newman. Sorry, Putnam County and Newman. You had to run into Marquette that had a fantastic year. Let's go back to the regional finals and see who did what in the regional finals sectional semis. Marquette in their regional final defeated Newark, another team we're familiar with. Won 3-2 to advance in the postseason. Putnam County won their regional 13-5 over Yorkville Christian. I was there for that game as well. It actually was in two days. We got, I don't know, third, fourth inning and rain. I mean, pouring rain. We had a very nice man put an umbrella over us. When I say us, I mean Jeremy Aiken and I. It was muddy. It was wet. So we had to move on to the next day. Putnam County held its own, was ready to win in advance. Also 1A Regionals, Newman, they got to the sectional final. They won the regional championship 9-0 over Forreston. Henry Sinanchuan won a regional championship over Anawan Weathersfield 4-0. The Mallards then lost the sectional semifinal to Delavan 8-1. And in another regional final, Roanoke Benson lost to Leroy 3-0. That's all right. Marquette got the revenge for you, Roanoke Benson. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of general manager, Ski Hartman, and his associate, Jason Hintz, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five years old and has been with Mendota Ford for the last two years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for seven years, giving the Mendota native the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. Let's get into Class 2A, Sweet 16, the sectional finals. Byron lost to Richmond Burton, 9-3. Byron and Richmond Burton were one seeds. Richmond Burton just had the better day. Cole City entered the sectional final, a two seed, and lost to number one Joliet Academy, 7-0. 
Actually, Joliet Academy and Richmond Burton met in the Class 2A state championship game. Joliet Catholic Academy, the 2022 baseball state champs in 2A with a 12-3 win over Richmond Burton. Regional finals. We had a bunch of teams in those. Byron got to the sectional final by beating Stillman Valley, a five seed, seven to two. Pontiac was a three seed and defeated a two seed, Tremont, nine one, but then lost in the sectional semifinal, four three to St. Joseph Ogden. Cole City, who fell in the sectional final, won a regional championship, 10-5 over number three, Mantino. They also won the sectional semifinal, 8-0 over four-seeded Chicago Leo. Burrow Valley and Erie Prophetstown made some noise in the Princeton Regional. I was there for a couple of the games watching Hall and Princeton. Did not see this one, but the regional championship. Number five, Burrow Valley fell 5-2 to Prophetstown. Prophetstown was an eight seed. They upset Princeton, a six seed, 11-8 in the first round game, and then beat Hall 7-5. Hall was a two seed, pretty solid team. Prophetstown took them out of the postseason way too early. I called that one on the radio, and Hall just, it all just went so fast. It was like not even a lot of mistakes, just Erie Prophetstown was hitting the ball. They put the ball in places Hall couldn't get too fast enough, and it just escalated. And it wasn't even like Hall made some crazy mistakes or did anything really wrong. It was a well-played baseball game on both sides, and Erie Prophetstown just did it better that one day. And Burrow Valley did some upsetting of their own as Burrow Valley upset number three Riverdale 5-4 in the regional semifinal. So shout out to Burrow Valley and Erie Prophetstown getting to a regional championship. It sounds easy, but it's really not that easy to do. It isn't. It isn't. We're amidst the dog days of summer, which means outside or inside, it's a pivotal time for your home to fix all of those areas in your residence that you scoped out during the cold, the ice, the snow, the rain, the dark, gloomy skies of the winter. Ugh, the winter. And thought they could use a fresh coat of paint, new tiling, new shingles, new drywall, new electrical outlets, or any other renovations or replacements. Olson Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills and over 10 years of experience each to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, and formulate renovations in any room, hallway, staircase, garage, shed, or basement. For a free estimate, call 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Class 3A Sweet 16 sectional finals. Number two, seeded Sycamore beat Caneland 5-0. I always love seeing Sycamore do well. If you didn't know, I went to elementary school there for a couple years. So, got some love for some Sycamore Spartans. Gotta have mad love for Sycamore Spartans. Unfortunately, Sycamore lost in the Super to number one Washington 8 4. 
Sycamore was the only Class 3A team. The Edge of Your Seat podcast follows on the regular. Made it to a super. Gotta give them props. In regional finals, number two Dixon defeated number five Rockford Boylan 2-0. Got to the sectional semifinal, and Caneland, who Sycamore beat, defeated Dixon 15-7. Sycamore's journey. The two seed beat number three Belvedere North 2-0, and then won the sectional semifinal 9-7 over number one Wheaton St. Francis. Another regional championship, number seven Morris fell 3-0 to number four Rock Island. Morris knocked out LaSalle Peru earlier in the regional. Number three Streeter lost 10-0 to number eight Galesburg in its regional championship. Shout out to all of them playing for regional championships and sectionals again. It is not easy whatsoever. So to get to these games, and even if you lose, you got to those games, not everybody else did. In 4A, in a regional semifinal, DeKalb lost 7-6 to number four seed Harlem, which is in McChesney Park, if you're not familiar. DeKalb entered the postseason as a number seven seed. I'm sure they're going to be pushing for a better season next year. As a business owner, one of the issues you have to be aware of is injury and liability to your staff. An injury can lead to open shifts because an employee is unable to work, a possible lawsuit, and other grievances at the workplace. SureStep Illinois is a woman-owned small business based out of Tonica that is here to help eliminate those injuries and liabilities, which are the number one workman's compensation claim in America. SureStep Illinois is a non-slip treatment that will not change the look, texture, or appearance of the tile it's placed on, whether it's residential, business, indoor, or outdoor applications. The non-slipness has been independently tested in labs as SureStep has achieved the highest dynamic coefficient of friction in the industry. Competitors are slipping to catch up. There is absolutely no business downtime as the tile or floor SureStep is applied to can be worked on, stepped on, jumped on, and two-stepped on right after the treatment is applied. SureStep by Illinois offers strip waxing non-slip coatings for a little extra stick with some texture and look changes to the applied surface. Contact Mary Jane Orozco at 815-488-488. 6565 to get SureStep Illinois today. It's time to chat. We gotta we gotta hear from Nate Stubler, friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, amazing bowler. Whether it was the youth stage, high school stage, college stage, doesn't matter. Nate Stubler doing his thing. And now he's a member of the PBA. Like the dude's a pro. And he's a pro pro. Really happy to have him on. Can't wait to share his stories, what he's got going on with you. He has fun bowling. Going across the country, going to different bowling houses, venues, and just puts on a show. He's always cool, calm, and collective. He never lets any pressure bother him. He's smiling, just doing what he loves to do. I wonder if he's still cool, calm, and collective while he's eating pizza. Hmm. Let's have a word with Ignia. Pizzeria Napolitana, and we'll hear from Stubler right after the ad. So, until next time, peace. There are pizza joints in almost every village, town, or city 
we talk about or represent on Edge of Your Sea podcast. Deep dish, thin crust, in-between crust, meats, veggies, cheese, the works. Each of them have all of the options you're used to, except Ignea Pizzeria Napolitana. The pizzeria located at 215 Jefferson Street in Ottawa is different than the norm. Ignea, meaning fiery in Italian, is exactly what you get as the traditional wood-fired oven Neapolitan pizza is topped with their fresh in-house mozzarella and San Marzano tomatoes. You gotta say San Marzano tomatoes slow so you get that. You just feel the taste of the amazing tomatoes on this pizza. I mean, the meats are delicious also. The veggies are fresh, petitely cut. Add in-house lemonade, other drinks, and other food items, unlike other menus, including dessert options, and it's a dining experience unlike any other. We've only spoken about half of the event known as a night out at an exquisite establishment. The food, right? But what about the environment? Elegant, sleek, refined, fresh, new, we want to add 2022 language full of drip, kind of defines Ignea Pizzeria Napolitana, but only you can find the right adjective to fit your experience. Ignea is open Monday, Thursday, and Friday, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday, noon to 9 p.m., and Sunday, noon to 8 p.m., closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Call 815-324-9229 for carryout, delivery, or to book a reservation. This weekend, I did something different. I watched something different. Usually, you know, I'm basketball, football, baseball, occasionally hockey, watch a lot of UFC and boxing. For only the third time in my life, or at least that I can remember, we had on bowling the other two times. We're Kingpin, yes, I'm calling that bowling. It's a movie, but hey, there's a lot of bowling in this. And the second one was like a highlight reel of Norm Duke, who is the only professional bowler that I knew until I started working at the News Tribune and covering PBA events at the Illinois Valley Super Bowl. And then I met this guy as a kid. Now he's bowling on TV. Nate Stubler from LaSalle, Peru. You've been on the show. You're a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. What's going on, man? <laughs> not much, not much. Uh, thank you for having me, and you know I'm happy to be doing this again. Have you ever been compared or put in the same sentence as the movie Kingpin? <laughs> uh, no, and uh, it's kind of funny, actually. I've never seen the movie Kingpin. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, being that I've, bowl, I've, you know, I've been bowling my whole life and everything, I've actually never really watched a bowling movie. I think I've seen one of them, but honestly, it was so long ago, I, I couldn't even remember what it was called. So that is again ridiculous, but at the same time, hilarious. You've never seen King Pen or any bowling movies. You're like, hey, I do it myself. I don't need to watch anybody else do it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of heard a lot of things about you know King Pen, and uh, I think. The Big Lebowski as well, but yeah, I've never, I've never, you know, dabbled into into watching them or anything. So, all right, next time you're around, instead of going to lunch and stuff like we usually do, we're gonna go just watch a movie. We can do lunch and a movie. Deal, deal. It uh, sounds like a date. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> Be on TV for the Nationals, aka the Intercollegiate Singles Championship. And you made it to the finals, man. So you win a state championship 
with LP, what was that, 2016? Uh, 2017, yeah. 17. 2017. I was trying to age you a year, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you win a state championship in high school, and then your senior year, final year with St. Ambrose, you're in the championship. Out of all the college bowlers, and there's tons of them, you're in the championship. Before we even talk about the championship match, just the fact that you were able to do that, get there, being that you were a state champ, to be in the championship game, I mean, that's got to mean a lot to you to be able to continuously do what you're doing. You know, it's always kind of been uh, my dream, especially, you know, even throughout high school and everything that, you know, I've always wanted to, to win in the sport, you know, as a team, as that's kind of the one thing that I've never been able to do. You know, my eighth grade year, my eighth grade basketball team, we went 27-0, and uh, one state and everything, and that was amazing, you know, that's, that's a bond that you create with. I think at the time there were 11 of us, you know, and it's something that you and your teammates know what it feels like and not many other people do. So that was such a great feeling. So ever since then, you know, it's always been my goal to, to win in the sport that, you know, I excel at. And just I, I've always wanted to, to try to accomplish that. And unfortunately, it's something I, I came up short doing. Um, I was never able to, you know, really win in this game as a team. And, you know, I, I take that on, you know, on myself and everything that I should have been you know, a better leader at times and all. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still happy that I could represent St. Ambrose and LaSalle Peru High School and even eighth grade uh, when I won the IESA state title for Holy Family. So it was kind of in the back of my head that I've won, you know, in eighth grade. I won eighth grade state. Um, in, in high school, I won state. And, you know, I was kind of hoping that I'd be able to cap it off here and, you know, take home the victory in, in collegiate bowling and kind of finish off, you know, winning at, at each level on the national stage. So, but, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, the pins didn't fall my way. And, you know, here we are today, still bowling and everything and, and keeping at it. So as much as it was kind of disappointing to lose in the national championship, I can't be mad about second, truthfully. So it was a, it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun and happy to know that, you know, I'm still still able to compete and everything. And you know, I'm looking forward to, to trying the PBA Tour next year. So, And they even mentioned that during the broadcast. They're like, Seems like Nate's just got his focus on the PBA next year. They didn't say that like, they said that when you were crushing it in the semifinal, hit five straight strikes, and they're like, yeah, this is a PBA bowler right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when I was in the moment and everything, I didn't really realize, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things like when you're when you're bowling on TV and, you know, just, just competing on that kind of stage, that you try to take out all the factors of it rather than, you know, the fact that it's just uh, – you know, you got to just remember that you're still bowling on two lanes. You know, the lane is still 60 feet. There's still 10 pins down there, and you got to knock them down. So the entire time, I wasn't I wasn't really thinking about, you know, the, the TV factor, thinking about the crowd and everything. Like, you know, you just got to do whatever you can to keep yourself in that moment. Honestly, I had no clue that I even threw five in a row. <laughs> like, I wasn't even, I wasn't focusing on that. I wasn't thinking on that. I was just trying to stay in the moment and make good shots. And, you know, luckily the, the pins fell my way that first match, so... You may not have been thinking about it, but your opponent sure was, because they kept showing his face, and it was almost like he was trembling, like, I thought he wanted to cry, I'm glad he didn't, and I'm not talking any smack, he did his thing, he got to a semifinal, one of the final four bowlers, great bowler himself, but when you were doing that, you could just see, like, man, I'm done, like, that, I, I lost, like, you could see it all over his face. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's one of those like psychological things too. Is you know, I mean, when you try to get into a group like that, you know, it's hard to it's hard for your opponent to kind of 
you know, to kind of keep up with that a little bit because, like, the pressure, you know, the pressure starts to starts to get there a little bit. And, you know, CJ, CJ's a very talented competitor. Um, you know, I've gotten to know him actually quite a bit throughout the years, uh, you know, competing. So, you know, great bowler and everything. You know, luckily I was able to get into a, a groove and just kind of continue to make my shots, and that was a big part of it. And then even, you know, trying to compete in the, the championship match, uh, my goal kind of early on was to just kind of string a few right in the beginning and then just make it so, you know, just kind of put the pressure on them. That way I'm not, you know, in that position myself. Before we get to the championship, what was your opponent's name, his last name in the semifinal? Uh, CJ Petrin. Uh, last name was Petrin. Gotcha. We got to give him a shout out. He is a good bowler, and you could tell, but he just kind of, yeah, that pressure got to him. Plus, I mean, five straight strikes. I felt bad for him. I was like, man, you're, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> like, that's what I felt as just a fan watching, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, CJ, CJ's a great dude, um, you know, great player, and I'm, I'm sure he'll be back, honestly. I have a feeling that he'll be back on that single show, and, you know, who knows, maybe he'll even make it with the team, so. Definitely. Then you go into the final, and his name is Brandon, of course, I'm going to know that, and McCullough something, Valone, McValone, what was his last name? Uh, Valone, Valone. Cool, so I was kind of close, Brandon Valone. <laughs> And he was, uh, I mean, besides you, because, you know, we're friends and a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, like, he was animated. Like, when he made a strike, that whole place knew he made a strike. And when he was doing well, like, he was animated and pumped and ready to go the entire time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And especially, you know, when it came down to the end, too, uh, I think he threw a double at the end. And, you know, I mean, he was excited at that point. He had pretty much won the match and everything by doing it. So, you know, definitely well-deserved and everything. And. He was excited. I mean, you know, if you if you win the national championship at the highest level of bowling that you're currently competing at, you know, you're going to be excited. Like, all those emotions from all the hard work that you put in beforehand and, you know, just everything that you do to prepare for that moment. When you win on that level, I mean, <laughs> sometimes you, you can't help the emotions and, you know, you just got to let them out. When you were on your roll against CJ, your, your little fist pump, like, you don't overdo it just enough, like, this little smile, little fist pump that you don't even really let leave your chest. It's like, it's like right here, like you're almost on your way to do the Pledge of Allegiance, but with a fist. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've always been, you know, I've always tried to keep calm and everything, you know, whenever I'm bowling just to... You know, again, like I've, I've said it quite a few times, but like, you know, I just try to stay in the moment, just try not to let the emotions get the best of me and everything. Because, you know, when there's so much going on in that moment, you know, when you got the crowd to the left of you and to the right of you and behind you, sometimes you can let that, that can get the, that can get the best of you. So, um, I don't know, just trying to stay in the moment. And then also just the way that I've always bowled, you know, I've never been that flashy. I've never been too animated kind of thing. And, I don't know, my goal is just to, just to get my job done, and then, you know, once I do, you know, then I'll let it out, then I'll celebrate, but, yeah, it's like, in the moment, I just try to stay locked. <laughs> I have said this a million times, that I've always respected and appreciated your humbleness. It's team first, it's, I don't need to be flashy, I'm just playing the game, always respected that. I've said that every single Edge of Your Seat podcast, interview, and I've said that to you in person many times, but, yeah. not trying to go back to the semifinal... But you have those five strikes, and then you start to split at the end there. Unfortunately, going into the championship game, those splits carried with you. And you've said a few times here, in the moment, in the moment, they have you on CBS Sports going, this is my moment. And you have the, 
announcers, the broadcasters going, that is awesome that he says that. He understands this position, this moment, and you roll that ball. I think it was the eighth frame, and it's a split. And I saw your face, and I'm like, bro, it's still your moment. You may have lost, but you're still doing your thing. And I know you felt the, the switch there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of stunk in that moment, you know, being truthful, just because my goal there, obviously, was to strike and everything. And granted, my opponent had thrown two Brooklyns in that match, too, which, you know, lucky strikes and everything. And you know, granted, that is a part of the game, but it, it is kind of kind of frustrating a little bit, you know, looking back on it. At the time, though, I mean, you know, it's like you can't help it. That's not in your control. You just got to focus on the things that you can control. And when I was going up in the ninth frame, uh, you know, my goal is to just try to, you know, throw a good shot. And if I strike there, I at least put pressure on him to, to make a few good shots himself. And then, you know, I threw a good shot. I hit the pocket. And then, you know, I pocket 7-10. And, you know, it, it stinks because it's like, you know, you're like, yeah, like, come on, this is your moment, make a good shot, you do everything that you can do, can do, and then, you know, the pinches don't, they don't fall your way, and, you know, a pocket 710, no worse feeling in the sport bowling whatsoever, uh, yeah, it just, it, it stunk, and, you know, I, I showed a little bit of frustration there, and, you know, because basically at that point, I, I'd lost the, I'd lost the championship, you know, and it's like, obviously, I can't put all the blame on that one shot. You know, I could have made better shots throughout the throughout the telecast sooner and everything. But, you know, it just, it, it kind of puts a heavy damper on things. And, you know, it, it's frustrating. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's all said and done. It, it happens, you know. When you say a Brooklyn, are you talking about the strikes that barely glance one pin and all of them fell down? Yeah, yeah, when it's like when you hit the other side of the, the pocket, so, you know, us being left-handed, we aim for the left side of the pocket, um, you know, Brooklyn is when, you know, lefty throws on the right side of the pocket, you know, it's considered like a lucky strike kind of thing. Gotcha, because he had a couple strikes that he threw that looked like did not hit anything, and then all of a sudden all the pins fall down. It did. It happened twice. One of them was one of the doubles in the 10th. I'm like, how is that even a strike? He didn't touch nothing. <laughs> it happens, though, unfortunately, but... Sometimes they say you'd rather be lucky than good. And, uh, you know, that was one of those moments. It's like, you know, he, he caught a few breaks and everything and he ended up winning it. So I don't dwell on it too much and everything. It kind of sucked in the moment, you know, not really understanding the effects of it, what it would have throughout the rest of the match. But, you know, at the end of the day, he, he won it. You know, I'm, I'm happy for him and everything. Yeah, I'm not talking smack at all, but there was a couple strikes that looked like he didn't touch anything. Really good bowler, and in the clutch when he needed to close out, unfortunately for you, he was clutch and closed out. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was huge, you know. Obviously, that's that's a big part of it, too, is, you know, being able to strike there in the ninth and 10th frame, being that those are the most, most important frames to finish out a game, and especially there's a total of 300 pins that you can get in the game, but, you know, when you come down to the ninth and 10th frame, every last pin means so much right in that moment. So, you know, he was able to close it out and everything, and he, you know, he found the line and he started throwing it pretty good. And, you know, the pins, he was able to strike a few times and, you know, put me away. So I'm happy for him and everything. Very, very big congratulations to Brandon for, you know, he pulled well all tournament. I think it was the two seed. Uh, coming into the uh, match play portion of the tournament too so I mean he bowled well all week I definitely I wish him all the best and everything and you know uh, congratulations to him you did a good job too my friend I mean you made it to the championship uh there's not a lot of people that can say that I would not even be invited to the tournament so hey (laughs) 
you're yeah, like, yeah. And, uh, you're like, yeah, I've seen your bowl. No, you would not be invited. Yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure you beat, hey, you did beat me that one time we had that competition, though, back at the Super Bowl a few years ago. I did make you use your offhand. So, I mean, it is what it is. I did beat you. I can say I beat Nate Stubler, state champ. But I did make you use your offhand. So, I mean, we take, take it for what it is. Oh, man, I was going to leave that part out, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we try to be as truthful and honest as we can here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, with that championship ending, this is the last time that you're going to rock a St. Ambrose jersey, polo shirt, whatever you call it, for bowling. I mean, uh, your college career is wrapping up. You got school over in just a couple weeks, and bowling's now done. Is it kind of surreal? I mean, it's it's coming to a close. Yeah, it really wasn't until a few days after the after the telecast, you know, that it started hitting me that like, wow, like you know, my my entire life been compete in individual tournaments as well and travel for that but you know this was the last time that i'll be representing you know a school you know wearing a bowling jersey and everything so it was, it was kind of sad you know for a little bit obviously being that getting ready for that new stage of life and everything where you know education isn't the the forefront anymore and it's surreal just realizing that you know my schooling is coming to an end and pretty much i'll never really represent uh university you know in a bowling jersey again so it's uh it's kind of a different moment only because you know i'm not going to be bowling in a team setting anymore and honestly there's there's nothing more fun than that truthfully there was another telecast that we were on on a fox pba collegiate invitational where you know i bowled with my seven teammates and everything and it's a lot of fun you know bowling in the team setting is means so much more to me than and the individual portions and it's it's so much more fun so just knowing that i'll never really get that opportunity again or the opportunity to compete for a national championship with the team kind of it's kind of sad you know a little bit you know but at the end of the day i'm still bowling you know i'm still gonna i'm still gonna give it a shot i'm gonna go on the pba tour for a few years and see how that goes and everything and you know eventually when it's time to settle down and go into accounting you know that's that's my game plan so i'll do that Hopefully seven to eight years, maybe a little sooner, depending how the PBA goes. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm pretty much gearing up for the the new stages of my life, and I'm gonna take it on, you know, and embrace it as much as I can. So now you get to worry about paying bills and finding life insurance. Oh God! <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to you know put the highlights of you know adult life right in front of you, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was going to say that's, uh, that's going to be the, the real life stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> Not looking forward to it. <laughs> but you are in the master's program getting your master's in accounting, correct? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just, I'll be finished with my master's program in three weeks. And then uh, for the rest of the summer, as well as going into December, up until December, I'll be doing my CPA exams and looking to study for those full time. And hopefully get those done in six to seven months and then uh, get ready for the PBA tour in January of 2023. Perfect. Well, congratulations on that too, man. I know we'll talk before that, but a degree, master's degree, that's huge. Like that's absolutely huge. So congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, yeah, a lot of time put into it. You know, as sad as it is that, you know, my education's ending pretty soon, I'm also kind of ready for it. <laughs> the amount of work that we've had to put in for the master's degree and everything, it's I'm ready to be done. <laughs> so how much is it going to cost me for you to do my taxes? 
Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you see, for you and for Edge of the Sea podcast, absolutely free. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Well, I'll at least give you like a penny because I don't think I can do stuff for free because then that's like, you know, bribes or something. You know how this world works. So, yes, that is true. Uh, yeah, that, that portion will be that'll be off the record, you know, it'll <laughs> <laughs> be a write off <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure mentioned the team how much you loved it obviously you went there part of the team last year did you were you guys the runner-up uh yeah last year we competed for the national title on uh on tv as a as a team and then this year you didn't finish as well as you guys wanted to but you were still there still doing your thing yeah uh, we still competed for nationals uh we won the sectionals title you know to qualify for nationals and uh you know, unfortunately, we it, it was tough to tough to get things going. Uh, the pattern, the way it played at the at the bowling center in uh, in Addison, it didn't favor us as much as last year when we were in Michigan. Just it was kind of tough for us to get things going. And you know, early on in the in the team portion, you know, we were kind of we were struggling to you know to get lined up and you know just struggle to execute. And then fortunately, we were able to qualify fifth for the match play portion out of 16 teams we got kind of a tough draw for uh, round one and ended up losing that match and then got up early the next day we won our first match in the morning against william penn which was uh brandon bowling school that was kind of cool getting the bowling prior to that too and then uh after that we lost to a very talented uh scad team uh savannah college art design a lot of talented players a lot of a lot of junior team usa guys on that team and kind of sad just how quickly you know, everything ended in the in the team portion being that last year. You know, we competed for the national title on television, and, you know, we really had high hopes being that we were bringing everyone back to this year's team um, except for one member. So we really felt like we had a good chance, and our team chemistry was great this year. It was kind of a disappointing moment, and, you know, we just – it happened so quickly that kind of looking back on it, it's like, wow, like I can't believe we lost in round three of the um, double elimination portion, so – yeah, it was uh, it was it was very sad, especially for a lot of us and you know a lot of my teammates and everything as we're graduating, uh, myself and two other seniors. It's sad being that you know that you're never going to compete with some of these guys again. We represent the same university and definitely a heartbreaker this year. Did you shed a tear? Uh, yes, there were definitely tears shed. Good. You know, I kind of had. <laughs> yeah, I definitely took some time to myself directly after because you know. Um, you just kind of realize that in the five years that I've been bowling for St. Ambrose, thanks to the, the COVID year and the, the COVID rule and everything, you know, I've, I've put, you know, half a decade of my life into the program and, you know, at the university. So I just kind of took a moment, you know, while we were there and, you know, just kind of took in everything again one last time, you know, being in that collegiate bowling setting one last time and, uh, you know, all the all the friends and the memories that I've made throughout college bowling and the successes that we've had at St. Ambrose. You know, one of the things that it, it really it spoke volumes to me was when I was finished and everything. I, I had a lot of a lot of friends from other schools come up to me and you know say you know congratulations on your great bowling career and everything. And the amount of people that came up to me, it, it really spoke volumes to me. Just how much of an impact I feel like I've made um, on other people's lives, and, and hopefully a good way. Obviously, it's crazy. It's almost like the the college bowling community. Granted, we're all from different states in the United States where it's all like a tight-knit community it really meant a lot to me just the just realizing how many friends I've made throughout collegiate bowling and I think that was one of my favorite parts of that entire entire trip it was very nice and honestly it was it was kind of healing 
you know, in a sense right away. So I definitely look forward to seeing a lot of those people again. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that I can see them in the near future, whether it's at individual tournaments or even on the pro circuit. So. Awesome. Good stuff, my friend. Good stuff. Well, before I let you go, we got to play a game, man. Absolutely. What are we, uh, what are we playing today? We're going to play now and then. I know your favorite team is the Chicago Cubs. I was, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was around you when uh, they did a little thing called the Winter World Series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, 20... I'm trying to think. That was a long, oh, wow, that was a long time that ago. That was 2016. That was 2016. That's why I said 2016 when said talk about state championship. That was just, you know, a little bit prior to that. But we worked together at the bowling alley. I was actually your boss, sort of, kind of, not really... Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, I was in high school. You were uh, you managed back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> good times, good times. Oh yeah, not a not a lot of work got done when we were there, but <laughs> that's uh, you know off the record. <laughs> I was just gonna say, now we got to go off the record with this too, man. <laughs> Making editing tough. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I know you and your dad went to a World Series game, and you guys went to Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah, we went to a game two of the World Series in Cleveland. Uh, Jake Arrieta had a no-hitter going through six innings, and I remember Kyle Schwarber came off that ACL injury, and I think he got two RBIs that game. He was a huge, huge player at the time. So with that said, that's talking about your fandom for the Chicago Cubs, even though you were a fan before and after World Series year. So we're going to play now and then. So I want to know your favorite Cub now and your favorite Cub of all time, We'll start with all time. Who's your favorite Cub that has ever been in a Cubbies jersey? Whoa, see, that's that's tough. Um, most people say Anthony Rizzo, you know, being that he's a he's a very positive guy, you know, very good uh, clubhouse leader. But truthfully, I'll say I'll say Ben Zobrist, definitely. Okay, what about Ben that you like so much? You know, Ben Zobrist, um, you know, he's a very good utility man. You know, he can play pretty much anywhere in the field. And, you know, he was also, he was really good with the bat, too. So, uh, you know, I just liked him that he was all around talented in the game. And, you know, he could always find a way to impact the game, whether it's on offense or defense. So I've always, always been a huge fan of him for that. He's never been, like, the superstar of the team. He's always kind of been, like, you know, like floating around. But, you know, his impact certainly doesn't go unnoticed. I agree. I was always a fan of his as well. What about now? Who is your favorite player on this kind of reconstructed, putting new pieces together Chicago Cubs team? Oh, definitely. I mean, all the hype for Seiya Suzuki. He hits bombs, man. <laughs> he he can definitely hit. I was kind of curious to see how he would be, you know, coming over and everything from overseas and, you know, kind of hoping he would have the same impact as Shohei Otani. You know, he's pretty much had that right in the first month. I think he was a... Uh, was it Rookie of the Month or something like that, or Player of the Month or something for the uh, NL I saw? So he's he's had a pretty good impact with the team already. So I'm looking forward to seeing where he can where he can take that team. But very close second, Patrick Wisdom. He hits baseballs hard, so it's fun to fun to watch and everything. And you know, I'm hoping that he can hit you know 35 plus this year. Obviously, I don't think the Cubs are going to the World Series this year. But for what they did in dismantling and reorganizing their entire squad, Anthony Rizzo, gone. Javi Baez, gone. Chris Bryant, gone. Three names that will always be signified with the reasons they won the World Series, plus a couple pitchers we'll throw in there. But anyway, all of them gone. And then you got these guys that were just kind of never heard of in the trades back or who they picked up. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, not 
crushing it. They're not winning every single game, but they're a competitive team. They're in every game, and they are getting Ws here and there. So it is kind of cool to see already a year later, a full year later, that they're already kind of starting to make some noise and be a relevant team. Yeah, yeah, and especially, uh, you know, the, the acquisition of Nick Madrigal in that trade, I think that's huge. You know, now that he's coming back from injury, uh, we should expect to see some good things from him. That team, they're definitely performing a lot better than I feel like a lot of people had hoped for right away. So I'm just kind of hoping to see how they do the more they piece it together. And, uh, you know, hopefully there's a World Series, you know, birth within the next few years for them. I hope so, too. That'd be cool. Well, Nate, always, always appreciate speaking with you, having you on Edge of Your Seat podcast. And this is far from the last time that you're going to be on here. I already know. But until then, thanks for speaking with us about National Championship, your time at St. Ambrose, everything that you've had going on, getting your master's degree real soon. Congratulations, and thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hopefully uh, hopefully the next time we talk, you know, we talk about uh, me performing on a TV show. I'm hoping that it's for about $100,000. So <laughs> hopefully the pins fall my way that time. <laughs> Are you going to be on The prices Right? Uh, you know, that would be pretty cool, too. I would not complain about that. I don't know if I'd do very well, but, you know, I'd, I'd give it a shot if they called me. <laughs> I only asked that because I watched this documentary last night where this guy, like, tracked down all the prices for everything that is on there by watching every single show. He went to the show 30-something times and legitimately picked the price numbers by the cent for himself and helped other people win prizes off of the show that's insane oh my god that's insane i don't know how just to have like that kind of memory and everything too i mean that's oh my lord i wish or that kind of nerddom i mean i got some star wars books and stuff like that and people call me nerd call me a nerd (laughs) or i like wrestling here and there and i'm a nerd this dude literally Spent his time watching Prices Right, and he had a grid, like a Excel sheet, of all the prices, all the companies, even the different ones. So they'll have like a Ford Focus, then they'll have a Ford Focus LT, they'll have a Ford Focus with a sunroof. Every single one of them a different price. He had all of them mapped out. Well, hey, I guess if you want it that badly, and if it's for the right price, you know, I guess it's it's worth the work put in. <laughs> I guess, I guess. <laughs> well, whether I see a bowling on TV. Or on Prices Right, you know I'll be watching. Yeah. Also, real quick, um, I just want to say thank you uh, to my family and friends, and you know everyone just for the the constant support throughout the years. And you know I've always tried to make LaSalle Crew proud and everything, and you know kind of kind of put us on the map. And I just want to say thank you, and uh, especially you know thank you to my parents, everything they've done for me in this game, and everything I've learned from them. It's meant the absolute world to me, and. I'm always out there trying to make you guys proud. So, you know, I love you, Mom and Dad. Thank you guys so much for, for everything. And, uh, you know, thank you to my teammates. You know, I've gotten to compete with you guys for, for so long now, and you guys have taught me so many things about this game. And I don't think there's anything more about college bowling that I'll miss other than competing with you guys. So uh, if you guys go into listening to this, fantastic. Thank you to my family back home and everything for the, for the constant love and support that you guys show me as well. It really does mean the world to me, and um, and thank you to my girlfriend as well, uh, Samantha, for the, the constant support too, um, and traveling with me to events and everything. It, you know, just just some of the love and support that I've I've gotten from friends and family. It, I can't say thank you enough. I mean, seriously, you know, to be doing this for as long as I have been, you know, pretty much in bowling since the age of two. I've gotten to meet so many great people uh, from the Super Bowl 
you know, and just and just traveling around the around the U.S. bowling. So I'm so thankful for the opportunities, and it wouldn't be possible without the the support of the community and you know my friends and family and everything. So thank you, thank you all so much. I really do appreciate it. It was really cool seeing your mom and dad, Cindy and Bob, on TV. I was like, hey, I know them. Yeah, that's cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, so part of the telecast, um, you know, obviously I had my coach in the corner, uh, Eric Littig, you know, so we could talk to him and everything throughout the match. And then having my parents there, too, uh, they were able to have front row seats. So I know my parents are, are definitely looking forward to hopefully seeing me bowl on uh, on the tour and everything. And, you know, hopefully they're in a similar position there. And it, uh, it really meant the world to me that my parents were able to, to be behind me, and, and as well as my teammates, too. My teammates were in the back and uh, a lot of others I came to support, too. I don't think there will ever be, you know, another opportunity as great as that. Just having my friends, my teammates, my family, you know, all behind me supporting and cheering and, you know, as well as a lot of support from, from other schools too. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. There's, there's really nothing like it and I don't think there will ever be anything like it again. That seems like a fantastic spot for the third ending. So take three is over. Take three. That's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate it, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you for having me and everything.